Good evening, everybody, for episode 108 of So What's Been Happening, uh, Monday night, the 9th of October. We're rolling back the years now. Um, things are flying, actually, heading into Christmas. We've got a whole stack of shows lined up, which is fantastic. Uh, three, actually, this week. Um, the first one being Velvet Bloom and Maddie uh, is going to join us shortly. So that's an exciting one. Um, a star more than in the making. She's a star at the moment. So she's going to be a star for the future as well. So keep an eye on that band. Hear the name Velvet Bloom. You'll know a little bit, a bit more about them by tonight. Uh, and then Tuesday night, we've got Stephen Holmes from Humble, band called Humble coming up. So a little bit of a change in, in tune there. Um, and Wednesday, uh, we have Emily South as well. So there's a few few things coming up and just a couple of little quick gigs to promote um, on some previous show uh, guests that we've had. Timothy Wolf and the Blue Roses has got a EP launch on Thursday night, this Thursday night, October the 12th at Thornbury Theatre. So make sure you check that one out. Uh, Friday night, we've got Emily South's um, gig, which is a single launch for their new single called weekend so make sure you check that one out with bad bangs and kate alexander uh and if that's not for you the espy uh, is where you need to be for the casanovas for their new album launch so make sure you check that one out for backseat rhythms uh and then saturday off to out on the weekend which is always a great one in williamstown uh, at seaworks so make sure you check that out if there's not one on that list that uh you don't know or do know um get out there and check it out because it's a fantastic gig always is out on the weekend especially when the weather's good so all right um we're going to bring up maddie shortly but what we're going to do is just play a little little snippet of um a song previously released on the ep called glimmer uh this is a little 30 second teaser for you so this is who velvet bloomer beautiful um all right let's bring her up let's do this welcome maddie Hello. from velvet bloom hi how are you good uh welcome to episode 109 108 sorry of so what's been happening um yeah well, you didn't make the first hundred you didn't make the first yeah, hundred but you're well and truly into the second now um thanks for joining us on a quiet monday night no doubt yeah yeah thanks for having me um, it's really exciting to have you as part of this show, first and foremost. I discovered you guys a little while ago. It was actually it was actually during lockdown, believe it or not. Um, I'll give yeah. you a little snippet of how it happened, and it was during the Isolade days. Oh, um, uh, yeah. You guys did a little Isolade uh, set like so many other artists and bands did, and it was... Yeah, through that all that negativity of those days, um, some positives definitely came out of that. And there was, how did you find Isolade uh, for yourself and just a little bit of reach, obviously, to new audiences that uh, hadn't touched before? Yeah, it was definitely um, interesting. It was the first time I played like music to an audience, I think, online. So it was, it was strange, to be honest. Like, mm. it's not, it's definitely not the way that I'd prefer to connect with an audience, but obviously, obviously if it's the only thing that you have, then like, yeah, it was, it was a great initiative. Um, and it was nice to have something to look forward to in, in a music sense. So yeah, yeah. it sure was. Um, and some yeah. of those were all day, nearly all night gigs, um, for Isolate. So yeah. it was an unbelievable effort to, to continue that project. Uh, what started out as a little, probably friends jam kind of almost what this was what started off as uh just to chat yeah. with some friends and a couple of museo friends and then it kind of snowballed from there so um into 100 plus shows now that we continue to connect with artists both uh yeah. music artists um, and visual artists that we look forward to chatting to in the future and sports stars mind you so it's uh long may it continue hey yeah yeah nice all right maddie we're going to go a little bit back um back in time for more than likely when you're a little girl, but maybe you don't remember that far back. Uh, let's yeah. talk about your first memory of music. Um, what was it? And do you remember where you were? Um, I remember, 
yeah, you asked me this question before and you incited a memory when you spoke about like uh, hearing a song being played. My great uncle was a um, a jazz musician and I remember him showing me something that he had recorded and it was the first time that I'd been into kind of like um, a rehearsal space. Um, I probably would have been about four or five uh, at the time and I just remember being like really blown away by just the instruments that existed within the space because you had like pianos and drums and um, I think a double bass and stuff too um, and that was up in uh, oh where was it it was up in Cairns okay no, no, yeah. that's uh that kicks us off with a little bit of um, knowledge of some in some water music family uh, or distant connections, obviously with music as well. So, um, who who would you say was one of your very early inspirations that you remember as a kid? Um, very early inspirations would include um, Ella Fitzgerald, um, people like Amy Winehouse. Um, and I guess people like Jeff Buckley um, yep. and then kind of in the more commercial realms as well, people like Missy Higgins, I think, a little bit later. Um, and I think I actually I remember really enjoying um, Casey Chambers as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's uh, a good mix there, but I can <laughs> definitely see a little bit of influence uh, in your music with, with a few of those for sure. Um, yeah. That's amazing how that resonates um, both in your... I suppose in your clips as well uh, that you've done, but also in, in your music, um, both solo and as a band. So, um, yeah. What you're in? Do you, do you enjoy playing solo as well, um, as much as you do as a band? Um, they're very different uh, environments, but I think I enjoy them both for different reasons. Um, it's really nice to have people connect with. I think your lyricism um, and maybe your emotion in a bigger way when you're performing solo um, or at least like in stripped back capacities. Um, but the band just brings like such a nice energy and it's really nice to have people on stage with you and, um, you know, to be able to turn around and like see my band members. It's really, really lovely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's nothing like the magic of a live stage, right? Yeah, and they're all so talented. It's just like it's very comforting um, and really fun. Our shows are always really fun. Yep, beautiful yeah. here. Um, and do you ever have any of those little pinch me moments when you look back and, and see the band or see the artists you're playing with or, or look out at the crowd and do you get a chance to ever do that kind of during the gig? Um, I would say, yeah, I think so. Um, I think you try and be in the moment for the most part, but um, – we did uh, Spicks and Specs last year and that was like, that was crazy. I just, yeah, performing that was, um, you know, you've grown up watching something and then you play on it and it's just mind-blowing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you obviously remember it well. Uh, it's a great show. Um, yeah. And, and nothing like um, trying to see what TV recordings really like behind the scenes. You touched on before being in a rehearsal kind of space as a band or seeing a band, mm -hmm. um, TV is a very different environment too, isn't it? Um, totally. To comes, comes through that little box. Yeah. ABC, um, it was so cool. Like we walked in and they opened this door that looked like maybe, I thought we were putting our like gear and stuff in there. And then like we kind of walked through the door and then they opened this curtain and it just revealed this enormous studio. And we were like, wait, <laughs> where did this come from? <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah nice. it's really cool. Yeah, very cool. All right. Um, instruments for you. Um, mm. What's your what's your go to other than get? Do you play anything other than guitar? Uh well, vocals and guitar are my instruments. But like, yeah. I mean, I like to play like to fiddle with the piano <laughs> yep. but yep. I'm definitely not a pianist um yep. it's it's nice to write um it's nice to write songs in on a different instrument because I feel like it promotes different ideas um and sometimes you have different chord choices on different instruments as well or like the inversions are um yeah they, they vary so um it's nice to it's nice to play an instrument that I'm not usually playing sometimes when I'm writing. 
yeah not just to take you totally out of your comfort zone um yeah just, <laughs> just to see what flows right yeah totally more for the writing process i'd say yeah cool cool all right um i'm going to touch on the next song uh miles away uh it's a beautiful clip uh, that you've put together. I'm going to play probably a minute or so of it from the start, um, and then we'll talk a little bit about that song. Uh, the vocals in it are incredible, uh, I must just say. So uh, incredible result. That just absolutely blows me away every time I listen to it. Um, and the power in your voice, but also the beautiful tonality uh, is incredible. So let's play a little bit of this, uh, and then we'll talk about it. Thanks. I see the stitches in our fabric like a perfect little hem. I know they fray and rip, they take patience to mend. I will always have the space to see this through till the end. But it's too heavy to hold on to. While you're miles away And it's too Too much to ask of you While you're miles away The press of your lips against my skin talks to me in so many ways um but definitely um that that line about heavy thoughts um that are really hard to to deal with while you're miles away uh it's it's beautiful uh well really well written um and obviously well performed as well so just talk to me about the songwriting process really with what is it for you does it vary song to song or do you kind of go about the same method um, for that entire EP, I kind of wrote separately and then I brought it to um, our guitarist and like our co-producer and he kind of added some different, especially for that song, added the bridge. Um, that song took such a long time to kind of like finesse, I think. Um, I had initially wanted uh, that outro bit to be kind of at the end of each chorus um, but then, and he liked that idea. And then I decided that I didn't want that and that I wanted it as more of an outro. <laughs> and, um, and it was hard to convince him, but we got there. Um, in the end, it's just yeah. like, um, it's really nice. It was really nice to write an EP that was acoustic, uh, and kind of just more me because there wasn't as many, um, conflicting opinions and stuff obviously when you're writing in a band capacity there's always so many ideas and that part of it I really love as well but um it was just yeah as we said before a different a totally different world when you're when you're doing that kind of thing solo so yeah most of the ideas from this EP were written by myself and then um 
kind of brought to Alex and our friend Jay Jerome as well, who features on one of the songs. Um, and yeah, we just kind of like then explored how to how to mold it a little bit more together. Um, and I definitely had so much inspiration from those two. They were they were so wonderful to work with and definitely made the songs like what they are. So yeah. Um, and in the recording process uh, for you, you mentioned there's, you know, it can ebb and flow a little bit and, and convince each other how which way this is going to go. Do you kind of let that feel go or is it something that you, if you're passionate about, you really kind of fight to the death on making sure it's done that way? Or, do, or does your inspiration kind of change? You think you've got a way and then it may kind of change in the recording process. Um, I think when when we're in a band capacity, we're all very good at listening to each other's ideas, which is really nice. Um, and not just kind of cutting it off because it's not what your vision of the song would be, um, which is, yeah, again, really great because it doesn't uh, it doesn't squash any creativity that could come through. Um, I think that especially with the album that we're writing at the moment, like we have we have taken the ideas to literally every single place for all of the songs. And like, I'm really happy with the outcomes that we've had. And there are certain songs that like, I probably wouldn't have, you know, committed to a certain idea, but we took it to a place where it made sense. And um, yeah, I think, I think it's just really important to listen to the people around you as well as like trust your instincts. Like, I think that there hasn't been a time where, we've been like really divided about like what the song's going to be. I feel like it's usually like, you know, oh, I think it should be like this, but um, let's try something else. But no one's kind of ever been like super for something on opposing spectrums. So like or on opposing ends of the spectrum. So yeah, it's always, it's always kind of like if, if anyone feels super strongly about something, then we'll keep it or we'll work on it or we'll workshop it. But, um, yeah, other than that, it, it usually flows pretty easily. Like I'm, I'm very lucky with my band and the people that I work with. They're, they're all very um, – they they listen, so it's good. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. That's always good. Always yeah. good. Um, and that recording process, is that kind of gauged by a combination of obviously time and money? Uh, first and foremost um, and then when do you, when do you know that that song's done because you can kind of mix these things forever right uh a song is never done in my opinion you just yeah. decide that it's that's enough I think For at a now. certain point <laughs> yeah. 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 um we and you know it's I think it's also really cool to you know you finish a song and it is what it is but then like when you play it again live, you can kind of take it on a whole different journey. And I think that that's like the really exciting part about, you know, having a band that is as talented as the band that I have is they can, they can take it to a completely different place, which is really nice. It makes the song really fresh when you hear it again. Um, but for example, the songs that we've been working on, like for this album, some of them I wrote in like 2019. So we have taken them like, yeah, to, to a lot of places and they've they've settled in the place they're at so I think I'm really happy with like the structure of all of the songs and the songwriting and the harmony and stuff but it's just about like yeah executing the performances and stuff so um yeah we're in recording process at the moment for our album um and we're like pretty pretty deep into it now um I'm kind of just like at the point where recording like guitars and um, we've only got two songs left to track on drums and um, keys. And then, yeah, the rest is just guitars and vocals. So it's exciting. <laughs> yeah, super exciting. Um, it sounds like that release may not be too far away in the distant future. Yeah. We'll, will we see it in 24? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, we, um, we were lucky enough to receive a grant for that one. So, um, yeah, it's it's really made the recording process a lot easier and um also we had um a lovely person called mark from um opr which is open plan recording and he makes incredible microphones and he's been lovely enough to lend us a heap 
um, for the creation of the album. So um, massive shout out to him because honestly, I don't think that I've ever had my voice sounding as good as it does on a microphone as it does on that. The EP actually was the first time that I've used those microphones and I just felt so comfortable with them. And um, they're so warm and um, I have like a pretty harsh um, frequency up in my like kind of mids. Um, and it kind of just like smooths that out, especially like in a studio, it, it kind of pops out a little bit more. I think in a live show environment, it's like a little bit different because it's like, um, it cuts through, but yeah. in a recording studio, it's so, um, it can be a bit of a tricky one to tackle, but these microphones are just like absolutely like perfect for my voice. So that's been really helpful too. Yeah. And obviously that gives you some confidence, uh, no doubt that, uh, you know, you're not, it's not too much work at the end to try and, to try and move and, and master too much. Uh, it's very natural to what the recording was. Um, mm. And kind of, you know, when, do you know when you've got that lyric right at the time when mm. you're recording that, or do you, do you kind of record a few and then get a feel for which one felt, feels or sounds right more than what feels right? Um, with lyrics, like they're very, very much written I'd say before I even bring the songs to the band. Yep. Um, but when it comes to like takes, um, I feel like, you know, in the moment or like, you know, especially if you're recording with like a group of people, you're like, like everyone just like, there's a moment where everyone's like, yep. that was good. Yeah. Yep. Especially if it hits like an emotion, for example, like there are some points in time where like, you know, your voice will like crack, but in like a way that is, really raw and real and shows an emotion that like you wouldn't usually get from a take if you're just like singing it perfectly and it adds that human element and that's what I really love about music um I, I love I think I've grown to love it a lot more as well like the rawness I think I always used to um I always used to kind of get rid of that um and kind of sing it out <laughs> of of my takes um but yeah, I've been leaning a lot more into that with this album, which is, it's good. I'm being encouraged to do that by my band because they're like, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. We want like, we want the rawness. So yep. that's really nice. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely that sound when you can feel that emotion mm -hmm. uh, and that can come across. Um, just tell us a little bit about Miles Away uh, and the meaning for you. Yeah, so um, I wrote that song when I was, uh, it was like a pretty hectic tour schedule um, and probably like the most hectic tour that I had been on um, to date. And I was away from, you know, my home and stuff and I had like a lot on my mind and I just felt like I had to have all these conversations. And then I was like, why, why would I do that when I'm not even like present in the conversations for them to be had like you're so far away from it and you know you're having them through either a screen or like you're not even seeing the other person um and it's um yeah it's it just it's not it's not it's not a nice way to interact in my experience so um yeah I just kind of like it was kind of more of a letter I guess to myself and having like a bit more clarity um before I kind of like went and had a conversation that I wanted to have um, or the conversations that I wanted to have, it was just kind of more solidified. Um, and it was really nice to have that as well, just kind of reflecting and reminiscing on like things that are great. Um, but sometimes, you know, your mind just like focuses on like the thing that's wrong instead of all of the other things around it, um, especially when like, you're in a stressful period of time so sometimes you just have to take yourself away from that and yeah really see the bigger picture I'm not always very good at that some wise words there from a young lady for sure um yeah it is so true it's some people um as you know uh can sometimes be away and find it easier to deliver sometimes good and bad news to people from afar um, yeah and how they choose to do that uh i think the magic is to and not hear that little bird in your head if you're in in with with the person that you're talking to and need to talk to you don't hear that element of don't say this don't say it yet yeah. or 
Uh, sometimes you just got to roll with it, right? Um, and that's where, yeah. where the true emotion comes from. So much can get lost in translation other ways. Fully, so. And it's like um, sometimes you actually just need some time to to think about the the whole thing. I, I feel like I'm very... Um, like I, I very much react on uh, or like act on emotions and um, and if I feel something or if I think something like it, yeah, I'm impulsive and it has to be said. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's good practice to just like leave it for a bit um, and yep. come back to it at a later date once I've had some time to think about it. Yeah, some more wise words for sure. <laughs> All right, we're <laughs> going to play another emotive song. Um, this has got the... EP album cover that just sits as the visual, but the song is so long, farewell, goodbye. But this is uh, this is beautiful. Here we go. So so unkind that's for sure um this is an amazing three track ep um oh, i just you. want to put it out there it's not the first time you would have heard that you must be so proud of this particular ep um in all the work it, you've done um, so far yeah it feels like you know we, we we wanted to release this ep or an ep in kind of as a as a holder a placeholder for the album and i kind of my guitarist again had mentioned like, hey, let's do it solo or let's do it more acoustic and um, let's make it like really special but kind of like showcase, you know, the rawness and um, the lyrics and, you know, what your music is without the band. Um, and I really appreciated that from him because, um, yeah, Alex is like, Alex, our guitarist, um, is one of the most incredible musicians, like he orchestrated a lot of the um, the soundtrack, like under my guitar and my voice. And um, he plays this instrument. Well, he plays uh, electric guitar with an ebo um, in the yeah. last parts, and just like the harmonies that he was getting, like he just he really feels the emotion of like what I'm singing, and I think complements it heaps. Um, so yeah, it I'm I'm really proud of the body of work. Um, and yeah it's just it's just strange like sometimes um in terms of like commercial success like i i don't know i think you always have expectations for your music but like it for me and especially like looking back at it now it kind of like doesn't matter because it's just like i'm yeah it is it is some of the songwriting that i'm most proud of that has been released to date so um yeah i'm i'm really proud of it as well yeah, I think the most important part is that it's recorded and it's in the vault and it's out there and it's not mm. necessarily for everyone right now. Um, yeah. But like me, I discovered it, you know, in, in a weird way and over time and it's out there and it kind of just resonated me with right now. So it's kind of, you know, that, that magic of recording and putting albums out um, 
yeah, can is there forever. So it's just a matter of when you when you reach it, and that's the that's the magic of music, right? Totally, and I think as well, it's like it's really nice to have a body of work that is um, kind of a lot more reflective of my writing and like how I sound solo or um, at least at kind of like a smaller capacity. So I was able to tour this EP with um, Jay, Jerome and Alex. And um, yeah, it was like one of my favourite tours just because like we, especially for the Victoria shows, like we decked the stage out um, and had like our couches on stage and it just felt like we were in like our lounge room. And so it was just, it was super intimate. It was really nice. to have everyone sitting down as well at a show and kind of be so attentive. I was like so shy on stage. Yeah, right. I hadn't, I hadn't experienced that for a really long time. It's just like, yeah, it was so silent. Um, so that was, it was lovely, but it was also like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was your favourite um, venue on that tour? Oh, that's a hard one. Um, was, there well, a, was there one particular one? um that was really kind of super magic for you um I think that the first show um so I live on Bunurong country on Mornington Peninsula and um the first show we had was in Mornington and like there was a lot of friends and family I guess who had been like a part of the process in some way like you know they'd heard early stages of the songs or they'd heard demos of the songs before they'd been recorded and um yeah, it was just so special to have them there singing the songs that had been out for like maybe two weeks or something, like um, because they had listened to them outside of, you know, our release. Um, that was really special for me. But also um, the Tassie shows, because Jay's from Tassie initially, he's just moved up to Melbourne. He actually lives with us now, which is really nice. But um yeah, he has been living in Tassie for the past six years and every time we ever play shows down there with him, they're just, the people there are so gorgeous. It's really special and it feels like a second home now, I think, um, with their whole community that they have down there and their, like, beautiful music community but also, like, the music lover community. Um, they're really beautiful people, yeah. Okay, so if you could pick a venue right now to go and play at tonight, Tonight, yeah, you got to find me one. We're going to be there uh, at nine o'clock. I think <laughs> the- to get there. I can transport you there. Who, where All would right. it be? Um, um, and what kind of size crowd, really? You know, do you like performing to? Well, I think the novelty of like performing at the forum is something for a lot of uh, Melbourne musicians, at least, um, or like Victorian yeah. musicians. Um, I've never played there. Um, I've seen heaps of friends play there and it's always been like such a big milestone when they do and you're just like so proud. Um, Yeah, yeah, a support slot at the forum would be like an absolute dream, I think. Just just the way that that venue like looks and sounds, it's just, it's so stunning. Yeah, I think you're underselling yourself too with a support slot position. No. Uh, absolutely you can headline one day. Um that's, oh, one that's day. really the dream, isn't it? Yeah. Um you're talking about but... um 25 minutes. <laughs> no, no, it's uh that that's just uh an off the cuff comment, but absolutely no, you're um you'll be yeah. ready to go very soon, uh headlining some big gigs for sure, no doubt. Um do you enjoy the festival kind of space versus um the you know the one or two band kind of intimate gigs? Um, yeah, I think they're really different, but I always really enjoy whenever we play at festivals. Um, what we did like a fest, a mini festival tour at the start of this year, which was kind of like the last set of band shows that we played actually. And I got, I had laryngitis for the last show of that tour. So that was like, not great. Um, but those shows were really, really fun. And like Jay, um, Jay, our our good friend, Mr. Jay Jerome, learnt a whole heap of Velvet Bloom songs so that he could like sing for me if I couldn't yeah. sing. Yeah, um, well, that's nice. just because I found out um, maybe like well, I I was on vocal rest for like five days, and I thought that I was just going to come good, and I was on vocal rest until until we actually arrived at the festival. So I was like pretty concerned. I've never had that kind of 
um concern when it has come to vocals before it was like really scary um I had a lot of really lovely people giving me a lot of tips um I've never had laryngitis so it was just yeah it was really weird the um it it wasn't painful for the last like four days I just like couldn't produce sound and Jay was over to record this EP actually with us and so we were meant to be tracking vocals that week and performing like festivals and stuff and I was just like I I can't even make noise um so yeah um (laughs) sorry you asked me about festivals um the last festival that we played was um Macedon Rangers Music Festival and it was so much fun. We had such a good time and I always have so much fun at festivals, but like, you know, put me on stage at the night cat and I'll have just, you know, as much of a good time. So, um, yeah, dependent. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of, the magic happens at different venues too, doesn't it? Um, and sometimes probably the least when you expect it, I'm going to play a little clip from, um, my run, uh, at the factory theater. This goes back a little bit, but, um, just to show that you're not all, um, you know, when it when it's set up in a band, there's a there's a little bit more grunt to the to you than you give yourself credit for. So here we go. Incredible. Yeah, that was last last year when we were on tour. Um, yeah, that was really really fun actually. That show particularly. Um, yeah, it felt like I can't remember how far along in the tour we were, but we were kind of like at a point where we had like gotten rid of most of the kinks in the set. So the actual show on stage like felt really nice. I think I was super stressed beforehand because Sydney is the worst place to drive um and the factory um theater I had to drive like we had to drive through so much traffic and I think we were staying in Newcastle so we had to drive back we're on our way back from um I think we played in Hoey at the Hoey Moey in Coffs Harbour the night before then we had to drive to Newcastle that night like from Coffs Harbour and then had to drive from Newcastle to Sydney for sound check and then had to play back in Newcastle the following night. So, like, we'd ironed out a lot of the kinks in terms of our, like, uh, stage performance and stuff by that point um, of the tour. But it was, like, yeah, it's so funny. You never see any of, like, the stressful stuff beforehand, but, like, that show was really great. Yeah, absolutely. And just touching on that, um, that band chemistry when you hit the van and you've got to drive for the next six, seven hours, potentially more. Um, not be late for the next gig, be fresh and ready to go. This is kind of what punters don't really um, <laughs> probably give uh, credit to to the band yeah. and, and that sometimes when they can be a little bit off on a performance, it's because half the time it's because it's so exhausted from this run of tours. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's not all, it's not all uh, perfect, um, very it's, much so. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard, but I think, you know, we're at a point, especially with my band, where, like, we all know each other's, like, the buttons that we don't push. So um, it's pretty good now. I think, like, earlier tours, you're just, like, obviously really excited and you probably don't know each other as well. And, like, um, yeah, like, the tiniest things will annoy you. You'll notice, like, how loudly someone chews or something and you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And and just on that, on those van rides, what's an absolute must-have that comes with you on that in that van ride? Oh, um, well, actually, our our drummer um, Nick, he always brings hummus and um, bread, like always. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like Alex always has TV snacks. Um, yeah. I don't know, that's like a staple for him. Yeah. Um, Oh, Miggy, Miggy always brings a football. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah, we always have car footy breaks. Um yep. and what do I bring? I always bring like um I usually bring like face masks and while I'm driving yep. I just look like horrendous. <laughs> protecting, <laughs> trust. protecting the um, voice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And who's who's the designated driver on the first trip? Who gets the first run normally? I, I'm the driver, especially like um 
I used to have a manual before it broke down the last tour. Um, yeah. And only myself and Alex drove manuals. So yeah. it was for a really long time, it was kind of me driving on tours, um, which was pretty difficult. But now my car is automatic and also the higher car that we got last time, Nick, our drummer, just like smashed it. He did like a nine hour drive. I think we drove from like Wollongong to Byron in a day and wow. he just did it, no complaints. Um, yeah, right. So it was pretty great. Very proud of him for that. Um, yep. But yeah, so I think usually it's me, um, but I, I am keen to get them to drive more. And yeah. sometimes it means driving through the night, right? Straight after a gig, pack up, let's go. Uh, yeah. That must be tough. Um, it's hard to do it a couple of times because you run a bit on energy. Um, but after that, it's it's a haul, right? Fully. It can be um pretty draining when you've got like, you know, shows back to back for five nights or four nights or even three nights. Like, And, you know, you get like, a period of time during the week to chill if you're like especially on our east coast shows and stuff and you're kind of like traveling um together but it can be like even your off time isn't really off time um usually like I mean I'm still I work from home so I usually work like while I'm on tour um like separately to to Velvet Bloom stuff um so yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty grueling can be pretty grueling yeah um and the magic part of trying to combine work life with music life uh with the obviously the vision eventually um sure you're not lucky enough at the moment to be able to do this 100 full-time uh i no. wish you were but um that's everyone's dream right no we've been as i said we've been lucky enough to get a grant which has made like the actual recording process so much easier it's like put a lot less stress on us to play a whole heap of shows before we kind of or like while we're writing and recording so um I think it made the writing process a lot quicker um we were able to get that all done and like everything's everything's finished in the writing aspects of things and we're like you know I'd say 50% of the way there for recording um so yeah having having that grant money has been like crazy good for us um yeah and we we feel really like lucky to have received that because honestly yeah I think it would have taken at least another year for us to achieve something similar um yeah I, I don't know I don't know where I would kind of be without without that I would be definitely burning the candle at both ends um sure. and the music would probably suffer so yeah. um yeah 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 is uh is burnout part of it really for you or it's just trying to manage manage that with the band uh really no it's just it's just a it's just a part of it for me um but that's okay like I feel like I'm pretty good at knowing when it's gonna happen now and I just like take time off um but yeah I work in kind of realms of the music industry that are like booking and um programming and stuff as well so i mean you're kind of getting burnt out by that and then you kind of go to music to do the music and then you're getting burnt out by that just like yeah yeah. i don't i don't have a social life at the moment and all my friends know that i'm just like in the studio pretty much all the time and they're all so wonderful and fine with it um and they know that like at the end of it we're going to celebrate it's going to be great And just give me one, give us a little inkling into one song on this new album that's coming up about which one do you really resonate with at the moment? Which one do you think it's like, oh, that I really love that song? It's actually, I was talking to Alex about this the other day. It's a really hard, um, it's a really hard choice because each time we're working on one of the songs that I'm just like, that's my favorite. Like, that's the one. Um, but so I will I will tell you the one that I'm probably most excited for currently because I've been tracking vocals for it this week, um, and that's Realign. So I wrote that one back in 2019, um, and yeah, I think it's been the song that's like we've just been waiting for the right moment to release it. I think, and especially because I did write it so long ago. I think it was going to be on the EP before we chose Run to be on there. Um, yeah. And then we decided to hold it 
for the album um and it's just like this ballad that is like yeah no song that I've ever heard before so I'm we're we're all so proud of that song um but yeah there's a lot of songs as well on the EP that kind of are in the more like vintage like Motown kind of soul um vibe which is really nice because I feel like yeah, we've been exploring a lot. As I said, it's just been a whole process, but it's just kind of now about like how we're going to mix everything to make it, you know, still unique and um, an individual, like for each song, but also to make it kind of a more cohesive body of work. Yeah. I've got a little snippet from Rare Line uh, that you did. Okay. Put <laughs> Weirdly enough, and I know that wasn't kind of in your head, I'm sure, uh, as far as what your favourite was at the time. And it'll be interesting to see if this is your favourite when the album comes out um, next year. So we'll have a chat again when that comes out. But yeah. uh, I'm just going to play a little snippet of it because I think it's a really magic um, little clip. We're just going to play 30-odd seconds and just get a feel for this song. I know it may not be exactly like this as, as the album comes out, but this is where it was at. feel different on the real track now yeah i was such a baby then it's so nice to um see the progress of that song um as we're talking about before because it's been around for such a long time it has had so many different versions um especially just like the feel it it kind of feels more melody now but i guess the start is still me and a guitar so um it feels i guess similar to that but yeah, it's it's nice to see that in early stages. Have you ever recorded multiple versions um, of the same song? And is that is that something that interests you in doing different mashups effectively? We're actually talking about this the other day. Um, the band had come down for um, a recording session and we were talking about like um, redoing your album. Like so like once we put this album out, like just redoing it but going through like different eras. <laughs> and so really kind of like or like going through different genres and like making the entire album like a certain genre because like when we play the songs especially if we're kind of like messing around um you know we'll end up making it completely different to like what it is as just kind of like a a nice experiment before we get into like actual work or sometimes like after work or maybe if we need a break um but yeah, so we have we've spoken about this. Um, it would require some funding to redo yep. this entire album again. But um, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I'd be keen as. Yeah, well, maybe it's a little EP that comes out after on the back of this um, with a few yeah. variations, possibly even a live version. Who knows? Um, well, I think as well because like um, we'd heard one of the earliest versions of a song from the e- from the album called um, "My Love" and like. We were listening to what it could have kind of been um, before we had made the song what it is now. We had the pre-chorus as the chorus and, like, it was just, yeah, it was pretty different, but it was kind of, it wasn't in the same soul realm. It was kind of more like R&B. Um, and, yeah, it's just really cool to kind of go back through and be like, oh, that's, like, yeah, I, I wonder why we kind of went this way and I wonder what the thought process was behind it. Um, because, yeah, we explored that option 
but then as soon I don't know it's it's like what you were talking about before there's just some kind of magic when it just works um and I remember the night in the studio where we decided to add the chorus for that song specifically and it just like everyone just looked at each other we're like oh that's it yeah yeah and other than piano that we touched on before as an alternative kind of instrument potentially for you um if you could pick one instrument that you'd really love to say that's that's on the agenda or that's one that i've i want to master in the future is there one oh um i mean i've always thought of like um you know, like a clarinet or like a, a flute being something nice to, to get into. But I think I'd have to say like violin um, would be really nice to learn. The bowing is yeah. really interesting and like the arrangements and stuff, we're kind of in the process of putting strings on one of our songs at the moment and trying to arrange it um, before we give it to the uh, person who's actually going to play it. Yep. And it's so hard. Like, it's just so different to, like, the way that we're kind of all used to writing. Um, and Alex and Miggy are kind of, like, taking the taking the lead on that one. Um, but, yeah, it's so interesting, like, going back through and, like, listening to a song for that purpose. Like, we were listening to Edda James the other day and, like, a lot of the string arrangements in those songs and just the way that they, um, com- like, the strings communicate. You know, you have, like, multiple violins and there are some ascending and some descending and there are just, like, these beautiful harmonies within that. And, you know, there's, like, um, an, another instrument doing kind of a more pulsy, like, bowing or mm. one kind of being a lot more, like, um, slow. I don't know. It's it's so interesting, I think, the way that yeah, they, um, yeah, the way they work together. Yeah, especially, you know, when you see like an orchestra put together and, and a whole string section and the magic of what yeah. three or four violins can do together just alone. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, incredible it's to cool. see and listen to. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, tell us something, if you can, it doesn't have to be about you, but potentially you, uh, a little bit quirky, um, that was something that your friends and stuff don't really know about um, you as a band. Is there, is there some little quirk? Um, whether it's in a must-do before a gig, um, is it something <laughs> backstage, something in the rider? Um, how, how does it work for you guys? Is there some someone, either you or tip one of your band members in? I'm trying to think of, like, who has weird habits. Um, I'm, I, like, I retreat before, like, shows. I need an hour of solitude. I just... Yep. <laughs> I go, I go inward very much. Um, and if I don't have that, I am like not usually the most um, kind of performative version of myself, like on stage. Yep. Um, I are actually, you a nervous? I, are you a nervous um, before a gig still? Does um, that always happen? It's not, it's not nervous. It's more just like having, oh, actually, no, sometimes I think it depends on the thing, but um, it's more about not feeling like you're in the right place, like to be performing. Um, yep. I kind of sometimes just need like a bit of time to get into it. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, quirky things. I like, um, I really love to have like, soup so i usually send someone off on some like soup expedition <laughs> go and find me yeah. something that's like warm and liquid <laughs> yeah maybe yeah. i don't know i don't know if that's uh quirky though i think that's just like pretty standard that's dangerous that's dangerous just before a gig for sure not um, like um it's more like sound check yeah yeah cool. We, cool. You get there early and then like you're, you're there for a yeah. long time and Otherwise, I don't eat beforehand, which is, yeah, not good at all. Because um, yeah. sometimes the sound checks, like, you know, three hours before the gig starts, then you've got support acts and then, yeah, you don't end up eating. And then it gets yeah. to, like, 12 o'clock or something when you finish playing and then the only thing that's open is Maccas and you just don't want that. No. Not pre-gig, no. <laughs> or after, I don't know. It or just, after, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Personally, especially when you're about to hit the road and drive for nine hours. Oh, and everyone's just greasy and, yeah, not yeah. good. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll um, have to have a I'll let you know if there's any um 
there's any quirky band traits. I yeah, yeah I think we're all post one in the comments books. later. Yeah, we're all pretty open books when it comes to like our personalities. I'd say that we're all pretty um pretty unique, <laughs> but yeah. um yeah, maybe that uniqueness doesn't like translate into something quirky because we think it's normal. Yeah, that's right. That's probably someone else. Someone else probably tells me. Um, and it's a bit of quirky fashion too, no doubt. That jacket is an absolute ripper. We have to mention that jacket you're wearing tonight. Um, oh, Jay, um, Jay actually saved this one for me. He was going to sell it before he came up to Victoria. Um, he had like a, a house, a yard sale in Tassie. And he was like, I saw this and I thought of you, so I'm just going to like keep it. And I got home and it was on my bed and I was like, Yes. <laughs> there you go. It's a special shout out. That's an absolute killer. So I'd yeah. like to see that on stage one day for sure. You will. Um, sure. So how long before we get to see you guys on stage again? Um, we actually don't. Oh, no, we do have plans. Um, we're traveling down to Tassie actually over um, New Year's. So we'll be playing at a little festival called Bonsaki Festival, um, which I'm really excited about. Um, oh, I don't think they've announced it yet. So, you know, this there you is go. A, There's a scoop. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little hot, a hot scoop. Um, yeah. and maybe some other kind of shows down in Tassie, but, um, I'm sure we'll be playing here soon, but honestly, we're just trying to smash out the album. I think it'll be finished yep. in December. Um, and then, yeah, we've got mastering locked in for the 16th of January. So yeah. Mid-year, mid-year, worst <laughs> case by the time yeah. it's uh and are we talking vinyl as well with hopefully with the with this one yeah. yeah and we've got um yeah the artwork and the concept designs like really exciting um i've got our housemate slash incredible creative um his name is josh davies and he's helping with like a lot of the conceptual stuff for the artwork and it's been so nice working with him on that um but, yeah, so we're really excited for that and we've kind of nailed down the key themes and yeah. colours and stuff. Um, but, Beautiful. yeah, we haven't we haven't executed the shoot yet, but yeah. it will happen soon. How important for you um, is the shoot really, uh, the shoot, whether it be just the photo shoot and obviously the, the what becomes the album cover and all the inserts and everything else, but also the video component for you? Um, do you think it's still really important for you guys as a band uh, that you put something out that's a visual component as well? I think for us it is, like, well, maybe not for everyone in the band, but I think for me it is. I like to have, like, a comprehensive kind of release um, and, you know, a lot more that I can that I can promote with it. I hate coming up with, like, all of the, um, you know, reels and stuff that aren't just, like, you know, creative outside of um tiktok or instagram um personally that's just like something that i because like i do so much work um in marketing for other businesses and i just like it's just not what i want to do for um velvet bloom um because i just like i so much more enjoy like coming up with a concept and really kind of making it a slow burn where you're like either teasing something or like, you know, I can involve other creatives in it and they can have like a really big part of something that we're creating and it can become something that's like more community based. Um, I think that stuff's really important for me. Um, And not to say like, sometimes I love like making, um, you know, collaboration videos on like Instagram and TikTok and stuff, but like it's, um, it's not something that I like to think of when I'm in the middle of a campaign. It's so nice when I've just already got like, for example, House of Vera, like when they shot their music video for Miles Away, they just had like all this content. It was so easy to just like grab snippets from it and promote it in that way just because it's just it's just there and you don't have to like think of it. You're already doing like so many interviews, like you're probably touring, you've probably got like... um, a lot of other kind of things going on when you're kind of like responding to or either doing grant applications or responding to like questionnaires to go on like blogs and that I'm um, doing like live sessions. It's just like somewhere I, yeah, I prefer to spend my time doing all that stuff pre-release um, yeah, than kind of, sure. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. A couple, couple of last questions. Um, the first one is give us a band or a individual artist um, that we should be listening to right now. Who is there someone you're listening to? And it can be new or old. It doesn't really matter. But is it someone that you're really kind of vibing with at the moment or someone that locally that we should be definitely going out and check out? I have so I have so many, but for now I'm going to give you uh, one, and I'm going to say their name is Bumpy. You probably know them, um, incredible soul singer. But um, yeah, her stuff is is really beautiful. Um, okay. And also um, Jothi as well, or like Wild Gloriosa. Um, her other projects, okay. check yep. them out. Yeah. All right. No problem. Um, one that I could definitely see with you guys on the same bill um, is an artist we've had on this show called Mosey. I'm not sure if you know. Oh, Mosey. yes. Um, Zoe's yeah. one of my best friends. Well, there you go. Yeah. I can see a lot of inspiration and influence between you two guys. Um, yeah. I think you guys would be a magic gig together. So who knows? Yeah. Could put well, it on the list one day. It, yeah, I think it'll, it'll happen probably soon. Like she did a um, remix of one of their songs from our EP that came out um, last year and that was the first time we kind of like interacted. So that was really cool. Um, and then we met and just became like close really quickly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah she's great. <laughs> she's yeah. so talented. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and definitely one that uh, is a friend of our show. So we look forward to having her back as well. Uh, and the last question for tonight is you're having a dinner party, the old dinner party question. Yep. Now these people... You're going to invite it's you and five other guests. Okay, so keep the five mm. in memory. Um, they can be living or dead. Um, who okay. who would they be? All right. Um, I'm gonna go with. Oh, it's gonna be so hard. Um, all right, Aretha Aretha Franklin. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is one big one. Um, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Um, let's say, uh, Jeff Buckley. Yeah. Um, Curtis Mayfield. And yeah, yeah. I should probably pick someone living. Hey, um, <laughs> let's go with Beyonce, <laughs> Queen B. That'd be, that'd be a cool dinner party. That's for sure. Yeah, that'd be um, insane. Yeah, uh, some great stories and some great front um, front people or front artists. That'd be a lot um, of energy, I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> some power in that room for sure. Um, yeah. Maddie, you're an absolute star. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, we wish you all the best with Velvet Bloom and all the other little projects that you get yourself involved in. Um, and Thank we really you. hope that this can become a full-time gig for you over time because um, you've got so much to offer the rest of the world and hopefully you can get not only travel Australia but be able to um, take this little baby on the road and hopefully this little show can resonate under some people. I know we've got a couple of people from Canada watching now so they can uh, take a little bit of Velvet Bloom with them um, and they can pass it on to their friends. So all the best <laughs> and we'll talk soon. If you're looking for some details, um, that's where you look up Velvet Bloom Music for sure. And you can check out some details there. But once again, Maddie, thanks for joining us and have a great week. Thank you. Bye. See ya. Oh, how good to have Maddie um, as part of our chat with So What's Been Happening on episode 108. So just highlighting again tomorrow night that Stephen Holmes from a band called Humble is going to join us. And then Wednesday night, Emily South uh, and then heading into album launch mode for the rest of the week so stay safe get out there and see a gig support an artist um and most importantly find an artist that you don't know um and if you've come across maddie and velvet bloom for the first time tonight um like so many people have please shoot it out to a friend um and most importantly jump on Bandcamp, buy an album or an ep and gift it to a friend that's a beautiful touch and i guarantee you um they will enjoy the music so all the best have a great week and we'll see you tomorrow night.